1: Not really, but when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.
0: I, I, have to Care to expand on
1: that? I just woke up feeling real dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown Podcast, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your host, Kami Robin, along with Jack Shields, we hope you guys are doing well, today you guys can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, and Google Podcasts now. Yeah. And Stitcher. Nice. And so give us a five-star review because... Do it. You love us, and it's just great. I think, actually, the last time since I showed people how via, like, screen capture, I think that, like, several people have actually sent us in a few more five-star reviews. That's wonderful news. Yeah, you know, people should, people should do it more. Of course. So... It makes it easier to find us. Oh, it does. It does make it easier to find us. And, I mean, just show us some love. So, it's Tuesday. How? I mean, it's early in the week. But how's your week been so far?
0: Oh, kind of difficult to describe. Some things I have to keep from to myself right now that might come out later. But uh, <laughs> um, the weekend was cool. Went to a show at VZD's on Saturday night. The Cactus Blossoms. It was pretty cool. Uh, Friday night... Uh, You ever been to the press? Dude, I love the press. The press is amazing. Went to the press. What'd you get? I'm doing keto. Okay. So I got meatloaf. Nice. But even though I think meatloaf has a little bit of breadcrumbs in it, I don't think it's enough to where it was really going to fuck with my diet too much, but it was the closest thing to keto there and had some, you know, vegetables with it and whatnot, so Uh it worked out, but... uh. When I'm not on that diet, the go-to is the uh, chicken fried steak. Yeah, it's good. It is outstanding. It, or the biscuits and gravy. Like, you, when you order biscuits and gravy, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, this is going to be, like, a couple of biscuits and some gravy. It's two enormous biscuits mm-hmm. with a shitload of sausage gravy, a bunch of pork belly, two sunny-side-up eggs, oh, and, like, fried potatoes, and it's just a massive pile of food, and it is, ugh. I'm really hungry now. It's pretty sexy. I think the last time I went to the press, uh, I got to
1: podcast and interview like Antonio Daniels. What? Like, yeah, that was pretty. He's like so tall. Yeah, no, you don't think like, of you, just see, like any of the NBA players. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you don't think of like uh, shooting guards as being tall, but when you see them in person, you're like, oh, you're like six five, six six. Yeah. You're enormous. So,
1: like, and then the time before that, I think we it was some sort of trivia, like Harry Potter, or, like Game of Thrones, or The Office, or something like that. Yeah. The only one we ever won was Game of Thrones, and I feel kind of ashamed about it.
0: Oh, I mean, that's that's something that everybody likes, so winning that competition is pretty impressive, I think. It felt pretty special, but... I would. Yeah. You should pat yourself on the back yeah. for that. But my
1: week so far is kind of like, you know, like we were talking off podcast, I have officially closed on a house Friday, and that's it's, awesome. it's awesome and equally terrifying with the amount of, like, they the bank sends you, like, all these statements. Of course, they don't send it to you paper any, anymore, like, well... They send you d- digitally that you have to print out. It's so it's basically you might as well just mail it to you, but whatever. And uh, they basically just highlight how much money you're gonna owe for the next thirty years of your life. So it's there's a lot of a lot of zeros. Like if the most expensive thing I've ever bought was my car. And maybe I guess college tuition. And that was it. Yeah. That's a lot of process. So uh yeah, so that's that's been about it. So I've been excited. Yeah. But also nauseous.
0: Probably. I yeah. know
1: like everybody's like, haha. You're going to be at the title agency and spend three hours there signing your life away. And I'm like, that doesn't make me feel
0: Yeah, better. why would people say that to you? That's uh, kind of rude. But, yeah, you know, probably Maybe true, but may- probably rude. They're all Probably could have gone without yeah. saying. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I, I could have just
1: found out myself
0: and figured yeah, it out. Yeah, exactly. But no. Don't, no need to stress you out over it. But
1: what we need to do is point out for the homies as James Gallagher has G. resigned <laughs> after one year less than less one than, year. than one less than one calendar I, I don't year. know
0: when when is he scheduled to officially step down i mean because he's gonna i guess probably, hang out until, before uh, intercession i don't know uh, i guess so that's it's it's pretty wild i mean he's <laughs> just like so sudden we discussed this uh with <laughs> yeah. Stephen a while back and i set the over under at two years because he was never going to be a uh, long-term solution he was going to be a guy who came into uh Sweep up a little bit. And, uh, and didn't you say, like, out.
1: he was going to be here for, like, two or three years? And I was like, nah, like, four or five.
0: Yeah, like you and Stephen both said that. But, I mean, it, th- that was reasonable at the time. Yeah. I don't think anyone expected him to just bounce at this point. I mean, it's... I don't know if he's leaving because they think he's finished his job. <laughs> like, balancing the books right. or something like that. I highly doubt that that's already accomplished.
1: Especially after that statement he put out. It, yeah, that was... It was eerie. Yeah, real weird dot 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 several ellipses in that
0: statement or i was like Ew. was he just burnt out by the whole thing i mean Maybe. he's clearly felt like a fish out of water in yeah, that game was or was he you know kind of nudged out i mean who knows you know we'll we'll probably find out soon but so very
1: odd how did, how did you react because it just pops up on everybody's phone what, what was your initial reaction
0: well, my initial reaction was, "Yep, there it is." <laughs> and yeah. Like, the, but but then you know, after a couple of seconds, I was like, "Wow, this is awfully soon. This is even quicker than I imagined." Yeah, I mean, it was just an odd deal. But um, I think maybe he got, you know, he saw how much he was being paid mm-hmm. and decided to get rid of the position. Yeah, that's very That's probably what happened. He's been doing that a lot, yeah. so it's
1: like, oh, the president
0: gets paid too much. Very frugal. Get yeah. rid of that. Got to get rid position. of it. Took one for the
1: team. Like he had you'd think he had a hell of a year. Like gets yeah. screamed at by <laughs> several like liberal arts professors. Like is on Twitter and having letters thrown at him, like on like on video. And,
0: Eventful would
1: be the word. Oh my goodness. I mean he ugh. but he did introduce I don't
0: yeah, he beer introduced beer the to the uh to athletic events. We we that's a Positive part of his legacy.
1: That's what he will be ultimately remembered
0: for. Yeah, and whether or not he was someone who was equipped to navigate being a university president in the years 2018 and 19, probably not. That was one of his shortcomings, it seemed like. So there's that negative part of his legacy. And then there's the alleged threatening of David Boren, of course. Refresh me, because I remember that happening... And didn't didn't he say oh, he was like a tough son bitch or what did he, 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 he say? Yeah, he like said that? like cross me and I'll tear you down. Essentially, cross okay. me and I'll ruin your life or something something along those lines. It was a Norman transcript report. That's right. That's right. And uh, everyone read that and was like, oh shit! <laughs> like this guy's not playing. These yeah. oil
1: business guys do not play.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was uh, an odd deal for sure. And then obviously <laughs> he essentially came in and was like, why is there so much stuff here? Yeah. We've been spending too much money, which it sounds like, to a degree, that was correct. And obviously, yeah, David wrong. Boren had a bunch of buddies in positions that he made up and stuff like that. Yes. It was a bit of a good old boy system. But I national mean, honors, national merit scholars. So Yeah, that was cool. And, you know, he, he Boren obviously did a lot of good things for the he university. But uh, at the same time, he built uh, his Gryffindor and Hufflepuff dorms yes, on Lindsay did. Street. Because he wanted to kill tailgating. That's my conspiracy <laughs> yes. theory. He hated fun, wanted to kill tailgating, wanted to put a bunch of nerds there instead. But, um.
1: It's true. Yeah. It's true.
0: Anyway, a very mixed legacy, very odd legacy. Who could be, Very short. Who could be the next president? Uh. Let's see. I'm also, I'll go first. Toby Keith hasn't been doing much uh, lately. Toby Keith? No, he, yeah. he wouldn't. Nah, he's. Maybe Wayne Coyne? Lincoln. He he could be like introduced it would fit the, yeah he's the a, atmosphere on campus, of course, yes, and he would uh he'd come out on that like little mouse ball thing, yeah, kind of like he does at his flaming lips concerts, and uh Lincoln Riley and Joe C would be in the front row, they'd be tripping their nuts off and whatnot, yeah it' be,
1: yep. be a fun time, you know i think I think Bob Stoops would be a great candidate, and he could just say that they're better than most universities
0: <laughs> yeah, of course,
1: and then just you know keep people on I don't hear you complaining when this happens yeah I don't know about you media people you know it's better than better than most universities in the region one of the best in one of the best regional institutes especially regarding uh, research facilities and which we'll talk about in a sec I guess but Oklahoma news forges a home-and-home series with Georgia 2023 and 2031 one of which they will be, I believe, in the Big 12. And then the other, of course, not in the Big 12. But let's we'll just talk about Oklahoma scheduling with Georgia after scheduling with LSU, scheduling, the, well, didn't they schedule one with Clemson?
0: Yeah, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama. Alabama. Michigan. They, uh, two, they, two home and
1: homes with Nebraska. And one of those might be in the in conference game, so they might have to
0: search for a non con. Who knows? Yeah. And then, you know, you have the. Uh, you have the two Tennessee games, twenty twenty yeah, in Norman and twenty twenty four in, right. in uh, Knoxville, which uh, some Knoxville reporter wrote some awful article about how Tennessee should uh, cancel the twenty twenty game because they're just not ready to play the Sooners. <laughs> which probably correct, but also you can't just bitch out like that. But that's amazing. I don't. I don't, I don't think OU would be too thrilled just with uh, more. them bitching out that on that short of notice and forcing them to schedule a marquee non-conference opponent like that. But, but again, I think this, it goes
1: to show you that Joe C and Oklahoma continue to be regardless of Oklahoma wins those games. I mean, they took it to Ohio state in Columbus, yeah. but it goes to show you that Oklahoma again is the most fearless non-con scheduling academic. And institution it's been that way, way for a bit. Bob oh, Stoops goodness, started yes.
0: that. I mean, it's, I mean that's been going on since they started scheduling that Oregon home and home and the Washington home and home. Because he had Alabama two thousand one and two. Yeah. Alabama one and two, and then you started with like the Florida State series. Yes. Yep. And then Notre Dame, then Tennessee, then Ohio State. Yeah, now, once it hit 2010, When they scheduled it got the uh, when they scheduled this UCLA series, Jim Mora had like top ten classes coming yes. in. That was looking like a great series. Now it's not, obviously because yeah. he ended up being awful but uh and Chip Kelly he's looks like the rebuild is going a little slowly. Yeah. So, we'll see about that, but uh it's awkward. Very odd, you know, but uh yeah, Jerry's still out on Chip Kelly for sure, but uh anyway, and you know, you have a lot of like under the radar cool games coming up. I think it's it's either 2024, I think it's 2025. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma plays at Temple. At Lincoln oh, Financial awesome. Field. That's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool experience for OU fans. Especially, and then, you know, for, the, well, especially for the players
1: yeah. that go up there in uh, Philadelphia, right?
0: Uh-huh. That would be really cool. And
1: one of the things that I didn't bring up yet that, that's been talked about since the last time we podcasted was Oklahoma versus Houston moves to primetime Sunday Labor Day oh, yeah. at
0: 6 o'clock. Love it. Love every bit of that. Don't you? I, oh, mean, I fre- it's I think It's freaking amazing! It's great. The first game of the season, and like you how get, could you be mad about that? Like you have to be beer. this like you have to be a very stuck in the mud individual yeah. to be mad about that. You got Dana Holgerson
1: with a legitimate quarterback. Thank God there's no Ed Oliver. Yeah, you've got a 6 p.m. game. Uh, Sunday night, yeah, six thirty. Yeah, I think it's, or it's probably seven uh, p.m. kickoff or
0: something like that. Yeah, I think it's um, television starts at six thirty. Is it not ABC? Like it's ABC, right? It's ABC or ESPN. I, f- I forget then, which one. I think I it's mean,
1: ESPN though. It gives you, you know, give plenty of time to tailgate, and they're selling Whew. alcohol in the stadium. So, and I
0: mean, you know, what better
1: way to start a Labor Day weekend? The
0: other beauty of that is we get to spend all of Saturday watching the other games around yeah, the country yeah, instead exactly. of you know. I, I love tailgating and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes you miss the other action around the country when you're doing that, so we sort of get to have it both ways here. Oh, that's exci- I didn't even think about Pretty that. Pretty great. I'm really excited.
1: So, I'm yeah. pumped. Oklahoma versus Houston. I'm, ex- I'm just gonna excited for... It's going to be quite for, a Labor Day weekend. I mean, you're going to see... Quite a Oklahoma's Labor Day weekend. ...new offense with Jalen Hurts. You probably won't see all of it. I mean, it's it's Houston's defense, but you'll get to see Dana Holgerson's skulllet. Going to be... Yeah. ...with a legitimate gonna, offense. It's Jimmy Buffett hair, but like... uh And then you'll see Alex Grinch's
0: new defensive style. Yeah, that's going to be quite a test for Alex Grinch's defense. That's the ultimate audition right there. First game out the gates. You get Holgerson and Houston, so we'll see. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah.
1: But let's talk about this new ESPN Plus network that, because I mentioned, you know, you would definitely be in the Big 12 for Georgia for the first game. But this new ESPN Network you know, does it suggest Oklahoma's gone, or am I just reading too much into
0: it, with with another couple of things involved? I think involved for now way. we're reading too much into it, because the reason that Oklahoma and Texas aren't in that at the moment, one would think, is because their Tier 3 rights are still going on. Right, right. So, I mean, and Oklahoma has a fairly lucrative deal with Fox, I mean, they, mm-hmm. uh, it's 5 million profit, not revenue, profit, yes. per year for Oklahoma, and you know, Texas uh, makes a lot of money. I mean, the, the Longhorn Network is a joke, but Texas still ranks yeah. in a lot of money off of and that the deal. Longhorn
1: Network is one of the reasons of why teams are no longer in this, con- in <laughs> this conference yeah. because you have Oklahoma. They don't have long term third tier rights bottled up. They're, they run through twenty twenty one, and not to say that they won't they could renew renew, that. renew I mean, it yeah. immediately, but through now they have not renewed this twenty twenty one you know third tier rights. And they don't want to be a part of ESPN Plus third-tier rights, which goes through 2023. Well, see, the
0: thing is, Oklahoma and Texas still reap the benefits of that ESPN true, Plus thing. True. They're still getting their share of the pie there. So that's going to be—I that's. I mean, they're winning there for sure. because so, I mean, Oklahoma and Texas both opted out of that sort of deal. Yeah, and so uh, basically, if you're like a fan of OU softball and OU baseball, that's going to be pretty sweet because the home games are already going to be— uh, broadcast on sooner sports network yep, yep. potentially with the tier three deal but uh away games at other big 12 schools they're going to be on the espn plus thing that's i think it's 4.99 a month yeah it's not that, bad. that's if you're into OU you softball Heck hell yeah. yeah that's worth it yeah. that's really cool
1: and so okay let me put my tinfoil hat on right here okay so you've got this let's say you know they're their third tier rights 2021 they haven't renewed yet maybe they've been talking about it maybe they haven't who knows i mean i'm not in those meetings at the same time, OSU and Tulsa, they just said, hey, we've got home and homes for the next eight years. Is there a possibility that they still have two Oklahoma schools playing while OU figures out what their non-con is going to look like with Oklahoma State
0: when they're out of conference? See, that there's a bit more to that one, I think. So that there's, you, there's some legs to that, I think. Uh, I don't know which way that goes. I mean, there's definitely something there as far as, like, an intriguing conspiracy theory, though. Right. I mean, maybe OSU's preparing for the worst. Who knows? I mean, maybe they're preparing for, yeah, no Bethlehem for a little bit. I mean, but at the same time, theoretically, they, I mean, Oklahoma State already has a very large presence in Tulsa. Maybe they want to, you know, facilitate some of their fans living in Tulsa. Something like that. Maybe throw them a bone once every other year. Yeah. Who knows? You know. But, uh definitely interesting um,
1: to me it just makes it makes too much sense at the same time as it seems a little bit crazy to me because like it's it Oklahoma, might be Texas. reaching a
0: bit but yeah. it's not something just totally dismiss is how I would put it's it it's just like oh by the way ESPN
1: plus is coming out with a new thing and Oklahoma's not taking their third-tier rights oh guess what Oklahoma State and Tulsa are doing a home and home series for the next eight years which has never been something they've ever done. Odd,
0: yeah, or at least not in a while. I think they used to do it, but like it's, it's, been, a it's been a
1: bit. Yeah, and it's gonna be sponsored like by the Bank of Oklahoma or something like that. Really, or something like that. Well,
0: yeah, they have like a rivalry trophy. Yeah. I think
1: right. <laughs> I don't know. Which like, is, I mean, you 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 spend you spend all those years playing NCAA football, and you find out that Oklahoma
0: and Missouri are apparently rivals. Oh yeah, there's a trophy and everything. Yeah. It was a peace pipe, I think. Yeah, yeah. which is. No, I mean, kind yeah, that was a that was a decent Big 8 rivalry back in the day, for sure. But and then Missouri kind of became a little more mediocre, but which is basically the story of Missouri. Well, I mean, yeah, Mizzou, life. I think they were pretty decent like back in the 60s, but uh <laughs> I think like they Missouri's had like little periods of yeah. being above par, yeah. essentially. I like to name uh, Gary Pinkle. Cool. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Oklahoma and Missouri fans have never gotten along, obviously, because Missouri fans are assholes, but they're, they almost killed me with a television one time. Did oh, I ever tell you about we, that? we got to hear
1: this story. we got to hear this okay. story. Okay.
0: Uh, 2010, uh, it was the college game day game in Columbia. Okay. Columbia. Uh, Oklahoma came in number one in, like, the first BCS rankings that year. Mm-hmm. They had one loss. Mm-hmm. Landry Jones quarterback, all that. Pretty good Oklahoma team. Ended up winning the Fiesta Bowl, beating UConn. Not yeah. a bad Oklahoma team. But, anyway, they get kind of ambushed up in Columbia. Uh Brent Venables' defense had a few holes in there. Yeah, that's, right. that's up, right. I think OU ended up losing by about eight points or something yeah, like and that. Yeah, they, they took but, the lead at one point
1: during yeah, the game. Yeah, they had
0: the lead at one point. Yeah, I mean, it, it was generally a competitive game, but Missouri yeah. kind of imposed its will late. But uh, anyway... Victual title game. We stay up at the uh, Kappa Sigma house at uh, Missouri. Yeah. And uh, Friday night, really fun. They're very welcoming. <laughs> All that stuff. We tailgate a little bit with them the next day. They have their homecoming. Homecoming's a big deal at Mizzou, kind of like it is mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State. Yep. So that was kind of fun. Anyway, we come back after this game, uh-huh. and it's all, fuck you, fuck oh you, blah, 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 blah. And, like, <laughs> anyway, we're... Outside of the house, kind of discussing what we're going to do, because we're kind of thinking, hey, we need to get out of Columbia, because this is sketchy. Yes, this is a mad house. And, like, uh, and we end up driving to Jefferson City for the night, and then driving back the next uh-huh. day. But, like, uh, anyway, we're sort of having, like, a mini conference outside of the house, like, hey, what are we going to do? And as this happens, one of those, you know, old, like, box TVs yeah, yeah. flies out of the, like, top, <laughs> like, the third floor <laughs> window and, like, lands right next to us. I'm not kidding. Holy like, shit! Yeah, that could have killed one of us easily. Like, I mean, did you did the guy like? Did you see a guy or is it just? a uh, TV? No, we it's didn't it's see anyone up fl- there. It was flying a flying TV. No, we we it landed next to us. That's how we saw it. We didn't like see it from like up, but like uh, it's not it's not a drive by, but it's a
1: fly by TV. They probably
0: honestly, they probably weren't even looking down when they did it. <laughs> they were probably just fucking around. But like anyway, almost got killed by a television at that at that little moment. We were like, all right, let's get up the fuck out of here. I mean, it was. Quite a thing, oh, and Those are the Chase Daniel that years, weren't those? No, that was Blaine Gabbert. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Blaine Gabbert. They had, they had a good team that year too. Blaine Gabbert, and they, uh, as we, they were a, scared of playing Oklahoma again, so Nebraska Jimmy, ended up winning, winning the Big Twelve North. Yeah, right we have we're us. talking about two Jimmy G's today. I have a Jimmy Garoppolo commemorative uh, bobblehead well, here. Gabbert played for the four,
1: for the Niners. He did crew. for a, a bit. You. Yeah, he
0: did for a minute, but like, uh, yeah, Jimmy G. I got that like the week before he tore ACL, I guess.
1: <laughs> it's rough, man.
0: Yeah. Levi's stadium's not very cool. Yeah, no.
1: no. I mean, no. But that's it. But before we go to more conference alignment and I, before I put more tin foil on my head, here's a break for our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. All right, so let's talk more conference realignment. Let's just because it's it's off season and it's peak off season. It's fun.
0: It's never not fun. Every and, yeah. like everyone on Twitter, like serious people on Twitter, are like oh, I guess we're talking about conference realignment again. I guess people are looking for clicks. Yes, of course, but it's also fun. <laughs> it just but is. I
1: just every time we talk about conference realignment, it takes me back to the summer and whatever before all the rumors of Cincinnati. Adding South Florida, Central Florida, B- BY, the whole BYU thing. I remember gaining like, oh my, I gained like hundreds of BYU followers yeah. just by saying how much I wanted them in the conference. They're good fans along they really with, are. you know, UConn for basketball as a travel partner with West Virginia. Yeah. And the Bob Huggins Bowl for basketball. And I remember seeing somebody, I like created this fake you know backdrop for cincinnati with their old with their official seal logo and like big 12 logos alternating and i was like oh my god it's happening and then <laughs> the big 12 was like yeah we spent all this money researching for partners and uh
0: what we do you think we're just good with 10 yeah and then
1: the university of i
0: mean was there really a viable candidate yeah. that really would have been worth it uh no i mean Probably like not Louisville would have been nice. Oh, a while well, it was too late. A while yeah, back, yeah, they were already in the ACC. I mean, the Oklahoma, I mean, the Big Twelve, I mean, turned their nose up to them at the time, yeah. and then that then they won to be a not national a good, title. Yeah,
1: and then UCF hasn't been too bad.
0: No, I mean UCF would be. I think UCF is probably the most. Or, well, see, there's Houston. we Orlando, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, and we'll there. And there's Memphis too. Yeah, Memphis too. So yeah, Houston. They would be very good if they joined a Power 5 conference. From a yeah. recruiting standpoint, oh they would God. be for real. They'd kill a lot of recruiting. They would hurt. Yeah, exactly. And, and they I wouldn't want to really add anything from a revenue standpoint right. because the Big 12 is already embedded in the Houston market. Mm-hmm. So it's not. there's really nothing to gain there for the schools involved. Like
1: it would just kill A&M, LSU, Oklahoma, and Texas recruiting.
0: Well, it, Oklahoma and Texas recruiting would get it a little bit, but Schools like TCU and oh, Oklahoma definitely. State and Baylor would be annihilated. They would not
1: like that at all. <laughs> and that, that's one of the big reasons why I didn't want Houston in. I was like, "There's so much. It, it's just it's redundant to They'd have be really good Houston in." I was all I was all up on bring BYU in. Their brand of football is great. Just figure out the religious crap about it. Just, then, just bring
0: them in for football only. Yeah, exactly. I was like thinking yeah. Just
1: football only. And then I don't, I don't know who else I thought would be a good partner. Maybe, oh, in Cincinnati. Bring BYU in Cincinnati and just split it east and west instead of north and south like you
0: used to. My, well, not necessarily dream arrangement. It would be kind of cool because, I mean, obviously the Pac-12 is having issues with (laughs) revenue and stuff like that, and Larry (laughs) Scott's an an idiot. Larry Scott's an idiot and kind of a bad dude. So, like, uh, you know, maybe, you know, this is a pipe dream, but maybe, you know, the Arizona schools would take a hike.
1: Yeah, and I I'd I'd like Colorado. Yeah,
0: see, I'd like I'd like the Arizona schools. Okay, here's what would maybe happen. It would be a westward expansion, and maybe you would say, "Hey, West Virginia, join the ACC or the SEC." Check with the ACC or someone like that. Maybe they'll take you. But like, uh, you would add the Arizona schools. You would add Colorado. You would add BYU, and then one more to get to fourteen. Utah, maybe. That Utah? Utah. Or, or uh, Colorado State, maybe. Probably Utah. I wouldn't mind either one. Yeah, Utah would be good. Utah, BYU, Colorado, and the two Arizona schools. And let uh, West Virginia find its own way. I'm not against it. And I love having West Virginia. I'm not going to lie, but it just would make even less sense from a geographical it's standpoint.
1: It's just like ever since they've been in the league, Oklahoma and them just hate each other. And I love it. Oh, yeah. It's been wonderful. But let's, let's say Conference realignment. Alignment you and Texas leave, do they have to go to the same conference? No, I don't think so.
0: I don't think Texas necessarily has to go to a conference, to tell you the truth.
1: You could, they can be independent? They could be independent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I remember re- reading that long ago that Texas was like a click away or a phone call away from just going to the Pac-12.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And then the long, then, then uh, Dan Beebe kind of pulled some strings and said, hey, you can negotiate your own Tier 3 stuff if you stay in the Big 12, and that's why Oklahoma and Texas are able to do that. But, uh, true. Because you can't do that in any other conference. But uh, there's that. But, uh, you know, the, I think the ship has kind of sailed with the Pac-12 for both schools. Oh, definitely. Texas maybe could do it because Texas I think the is ship Texas, has sailed on the Pac-12 in general. Yeah, for Oklahoma, that ship is sailed. It's, for Oklahoma, it's either the Big Ten or the SEC. I agree with that. Which would you prefer of those two? I'd go SEC. So I would say... I, pre-
1: preferably, the SEC is going to take two teams at least. Yeah, and of course, like Oklahoma, the SEC wants Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but the SEC does not want Oklahoma State.
0: The Big Ten wants Oklahoma State even less,
1: and that's the thing. and that's and that's a big issue. It's yeah. like, but because of the state is like ride or die with one another for some odd reason, or because Oklahoma they State don't technically rides have on to be. It's Oklahoma's more of a political coattails. thing than yeah. it is a exactly. Yeah. And Oklahoma State rides OU, Oklahoma's coattails, I think that there'd be some sort of agreement, brokerage agreement, that Oklahoma State would come with OU. I would I would Yeah, look, they could
0: yeah, come to the SEC. I think there it would be a decent cultural fit, the two Oklahoma schools. And I, I would say that honestly,
1: like if you're Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and you go to the big the SEC, you instantly make it into the SEC West in Missouri suddenly has they have to do they have to realign what they're doing Missouri well Missouri
0: probably goes to the east Missouri well Missouri's in the east, east actually they east probably come back to the west They probably have to go to the
1: west and yeah. Alabama would have to go Alabama east. and Auburn would go east and that would make the SEC East actually competitive mm-hmm. and the SEC West with Oklahoma LSU
0: Somewhat that Texas would be A&M. a fun regional division. Oh my too. god! Exactly. It would be yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, AM, Arkansas and Arkansas, and LSU. I forgot about the Arkansas. Mississippi schools in Missouri. That would be fun. Those that there would be a lot of hatred there. Oh, so much. Oklahoma and, and Arkansas. Woo. Watch, watching
1: football every Saturday would be like ex- mentally
0: and physically exhausting. It would be fun, and yeah, like the OU, like the little non-rivalry between OU and Arkansas. Like I, like I was kind of just saying, uh, like that would be. That would be intense. I mean, it would be an actual thing. Yeah. Oh man, I was
1: the last time OU played Arkansas was what two thousand one Cotton Bowl. Yeah, the
0: Cotton Bowl. God, that was like a fourteen. To I mean, that was like the Super Bowl for Arkansas fans. Was if it you remember like that. a
1: fourteen to three or seven? It was. Three it was uh, something like that. It was ten
0: to three. God. Yeah. That's yeah, like, OU's <laughs> defense, like Roy Williams and Rocky Calmus. That the was their was last game at OU. Sealed they by ate. a fumble. Like Matt Jones, like who was a really athletic quarterback. Yeah, yeah, He played wide receiver for Jacksonville. He did, yeah. And he was a great running quarterback at Arkansas, but he was just a uh, he was just a freshman that year. Yep. And he had nowhere to go against that OU yeah. defense. They swallowed his ass.
1: And, but I think even though that's the best fit and that makes the most sense, I think Oklahoma would end up at big in the Big Ten. You think so? I think
0: they would. It I think it's a, it's a possibility. I mean, SEC or Big Ten. I, and I'd be kind of down with either. i just prefer the SEC. I think it'd be a little more exciting. I mean, you could
1: rekindle your rivalry with Nebraska. Don't
0: that know, that would be cool, but at the same time, it, it's... Unless you played them every year, it's... Yeah, it, it's, it's... And you would. You would be in the Big Ten West. Yeah. You'd be with Nebraska. But, uh, I mean, how fun would it be playing Nebraska at this stage and Instead things? Of I mean, playing, they're not – Nebraska isn't Nebraska yeah. anymore. And, I don't like, I think Scott Frost is the perfect guy for the job, but, I mean, he's the perfect guy to get them back to winning nine games. Yeah. And I think nine, ten wins is probably that program's ceiling mm-hmm. moving forward because they're just at such a recruiting disadvantage at this point. And, I mean, realistically, you look at the SEC and you look at the Big Ten and –
1: of course, one of those conferences offers you more recruiting fertile grounds. And for Oklahoma, I mean, you're gonna recruit Texas, you're still gonna recruit
0: SoCal. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get this small town Oklahoma boys. The fact that Oklahoma you're, shares a border with Texas is it's great. It makes it that immediately makes it different from what Nebraska dealt with when right. they left the Big Twelve because they when they were in the Big Twelve they had Texas recruiting connections. Mm-hmm. Now that they're in the Big Ten, they don't, but Oklahoma Shares a border with Texas. They've always been able to approach right. Texas talent. This was back in the Big Eight days as well. Mm-hmm. So I think Oklahoma would be fine from a recruiting standpoint, but at the same time, it would just be so fun to be in the SEC, I think.
1: Where does Oklahoma belong as far as where
0: you think they would see the most success? Most success? Probably the Big Ten. It'd be an easier path, I think, but. I mean. I think o- Oklahoma would sort of. Up its game a little bit at the same time. If it went to the SEC, so I think either way we'd be a bit dirtier. See, you see a lot more big time matchups. I mean,
1: you get you know on odd years you're going to see Oklahoma, Penn State, Oklahoma versus Michigan, and some blue bloods. And then on the regular years you're going to see Oklahoma, Ohio, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, and I mean. The old rival in Nebraska. You would have
0: a protected rival, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think yeah. Oklahoma would either have a protected rivalry with Ohio State or Michigan. You would think. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So, and
1: then they'd have to play the vaunted Maryland Terrapins that Texas is has
0: so much to Rutgers. With. Yeah, Rutgers as well. Oh uh, yeah,
1: New, Jer- New Jersey. I mean, mm-hmm. they they made football. Yeah, that's what they wrote in their stadium.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> the Big Ten's brilliant idea of trying to infiltrate the New York market so by stupid. getting Rutgers. It, I don't understand. Well, see, it was fine, um, you know, from a revenue standpoint. I mean, they did generate some extra revenue from that, yeah. but at the same time, Rutgers contributes nothing from a competitive standpoint. I, I think at on, all. everyone makes fun of it, but I think what they sport sort they of... What are good at? It's probably something. Uh, probably like field hockey or like some shit. I don't know. Yeah, like... I mean, probably something like that. But, uh, yeah, I think... From a revenue standpoint, I think they'd probably take that trade off. I think both parties would. That's true. I mean, people can make fun of it all they want. I can make fun of it because Rutgers is terrible, but at the same time, not a horrible trade off there. Yeah, but I think the—I mean,
1: Oklahoma and the SEC would just be much more fun for the fans. Well, in of general, course. Yeah. Un- until of course you start only winning nine. I games think it's a, a better year. cultural fit as yeah. well. I mean, it it, it would be cool. I Oklahoma
0: agree. has a lot more in common with people in Alabama than they do Ohio, for sure that's fair to say not that close but like yeah, I, know, it's, I'd uh, agree with that. I would agree with that absolutely yeah i think it, it would work yeah
1: absolutely but let's talk about some recruiting because we've had two recruits just give oklahoma and lincoln riley their commitments within not even a week within each other
0: yeah two pretty, straight monday nights yeah, at very late pretty great when i yeah i know why,
1: Like, why are you like trying to like why are you committing at 10 30 11 yeah. o'clock at night like Come on.
0: Jack's been drinking in Kamiars at the gym. Yeah, for, for real. This know? is
1: not convenient for like, us. bro, what are you doing? Like, uh, there's a good thing that, like, people already catch wind of these things, and we already have stuff, like, up. But, like, come on. Come on. So. Inconsiderate. <laughs> Bill Beatonbo gets two bookends. Both are tackles. One is likely actually to, left, uh, to play left tackle. Uh, one is a right tackle but they actually both
0: play left tackle. Yeah, they're they're both a little different stylistically though. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, you got the Noah Nelson guy from last night. No Nelson. Bigger guy who uh maybe isn't quite as athletic as some of uh his arms aren't very long. But he's a, you know, he's 6'8", six, 6'7", six, that range. He's a big dude. Massive kid, like huge
1: frame, incredible just watching his film, incredibly quick feet. Yeah. So, immediately for me, I'm in, it doesn't look like he has a mean streak that you look at the tape that all the other Beat and guys have. The Beat and will fix that. And maybe it's because he's just going against guys that are 50 pounds lighter than him. I don't know. Yeah. But he's got incredibly quick feet. Um, that That's the thing that pops up, uh, pops out at you. But I don't think he's got the talent to play left tackle. No. Do I think he'd be a good right tackle? Yeah. I, th- I think he'd be just fine. And
0: Anderson, he's a
1: pretty athletic kid. And Nate Anderson, 6'5", 260. Room to fill out a lot, a ton of room to fill out. He also plays defensive end, and the first thing you notice is his explosion off the line, whether it's him playing offense or defense. And I think he reminds me of Drew Simeon one hundred percent. He does have long arms, and he's incredibly athletic. He could be a guard in the offense if he wanted to because he has the strength and power. But in his arms, you know, like it's it's weird to talk about arm length, but as a tackle, arm length matters. It means a lot, yeah. And so. I could see him playing I could see him playing right tackle I could see him playing guard as well. He reminds me a ton of Drew Samia. and Nate Anderson and Noah Nelson. Both are athletic and Nate Anderson way more athletic than Noah Nelson who just has a very quick feet which will serve very well. Like I said in those counter plays so Oklahoma run loves to run pulling that right guard and tackle and just demolishing ends. So I mean those are just really I mean Bill Go Bill Biedembeau gets his cycle of offensive linemen and it's off to 2021 from now on there and we go it's a uh, Bill will be able gets his guys and yeah i mean one you look at you look at the ratings for them and on 247 they have noah nelson as a three-star and they have nate anderson as a four-star and then other recruiting services have flip-flopped yeah regardless these are two massive human beings that are gonna move bodies, that are gonna be mean Bill bow monsters. Now, I think I trust
0: Bill Bedenbow's oh, judgment. Oh, don't definitely, you know? yeah. Yes. His, him just like Cody Ford is a three star. Yeah, that's one of the positions where I'm not so concerned. Drew Samia about. was yeah. a
1: three star.
0: Yeah, in like well, depending on the service, Samia the services, was pretty right? high with some of them, but like uh, I think he was a composite four star. Was he? Yeah,
1: and it's just. I trust Bill Beanaboe's evaluation, just like every Oklahoma person. Should, yeah. Like, Bill Beanaboe is a true, like, he's like the best offensive line coach in the nation.
0: Without question.
1: And, but there's some names to watch going into the summer. (laughs) Of course, you're always going to be watching out for Jacoby Covington. He's the dude that says he's got that ODNA, but never,
0: ODNA, but never committed. LSU's kind of creeping. Yeah. Everybody's creeping ever since. Did Jacoby Covington want to commit? during his visits, and then maybe OU tell him, hey, you know, maybe let it marinate a little bit. They wanted to avoid a, you know, a Jerry and Jones situation. I didn't get that feeling. You didn't? I didn't get that word. I didn't get that wind.
1: But it, it was just an odd thing that he's like, oh, man, maybe I think I got the OU DNA, and then just never pulls the trigger on it. Yeah. But then you've got Ryan Watts, pulling the trigger on a massive human being yeah
0: Dante Manning and too. Dante Manning Very as well athletic.
1: and now you've now you've got like the SEC schools getting in Ryan Watts and Dante Manning's ears and like hey now that you've been offered by OU about to get your fourth and fifth stars you want to come play in the SEC so now you're having to like fight off these people with a club yeah to keep your commitments and by club I mean like probably bags of money yep and you wear the back man. Gosh. So Jacoby Covington, it's a weird situation. It's a, I say it's a weird situation. It's not a weird situation. It's only weird because I'm saying how big he was in Oklahoma and how big he still is in Oklahoma, yet still has not committed. So it might be a thing where they might just say, Hold off, you know, we have plenty of room. We'll see what happens. Yep. But another name to look at is actually a current commit of another state school, Brendan Walker from Bishop McGinnis. McG, an outs- baby. He's an outside linebacker. He's a very athletic o- kid. Oklahoma State yeah outside linebacker commit very athletic
0: he's an l s u legacy too one of oh, he thing. is yes he is
1: and his tape mm-hmm. is great he's fast and instinctual yeah. um it's really funny you look at rivals or two four seven and they say you know they always say they're what type of commit they are like solid, hard, soft. I've never seen ever on any of these services where they say they're a soft commit until I pulled up Brenda Walker's page. <laughs> So of course people know what's up, with something that's going on. So I would, I would keep an eye on yeah, Jacoby Covington, Covington just because yeah, but more so Brendan Walker because they're looking for them linebackers
0: yeah, and he he's a he's a fierce edge rusher too. I mean he's, fierce edge, you know he needs a little fine tuning I think, but uh, he's got speed. Yeah, he oh really athletic. I mean he's a guy who Oklahoma thought about at H back if they hadn't have gotten Mikey Henderson. Yep. So yep. and it's
1: just. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's an Alex Grinch linebacker. Oh yeah, and I mean it just makes too much sense. But did you happen to see Baker Mayfield straight up flame these people on Twitter the other day? Pretty on brand for Baker Mayfield. Oh, I just I just enjoyed it. So, some school um, they've done away with their valedictorians and salutatorian to, they say in quotations, reduce the competitive culture and. I agree that it's dumb, but Baker Mayfield says, he quotes it and says, This is so dumb. You're telling me competition doesn't bring out the best in people? If you want something bad enough, work for it. People are too soft. To which somebody named Myra, I'm going to say that's Myra. My, don't know. Miss Garcia, she quotes Baker and says, I do think competition can bring out great things in people. But I also find that people who consistently say that people are too soft are always looking are always upset about things that are unrelated to them. And he replies back: "There's a grain of truth in that, by the way." But it, it's move true. On. <laughs> it's true. And he replies back, Baker: "You must be an Oklahoma State grad." So just a complete pow to the to the kisser. And then, of course, Myra, she has her final tweet back, which wasn't a quote or anything. It was just a. I mean, I didn't think a tweet with almost no engagement would get anyone upset, but lots of people like your burn, so that's nice. <laughs> I, I laughed a lot at that tweet. <laughs> a little odd interaction there, but... Uh... <laughs> She's like, a lot of people like your burn, so that's... Not... Like, the first comment right after that is a GIF or, gif or however you want to say that of SpongeBob cleaning a window that says loser on it. <laughs> so it's just... It's the most... Twitter's brand, a weird place. On Brand Baker Mayfield situation, Tori's like,
0: you must be an Oklahoma state crack. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I mean <laughs> just that that's the first place his head would go. I do appreciate <laughs> that. Oh man. Baker, you may not be from Oklahoma.
1: Oklahoma may not have even been your first university choice, but you're Oklahoma's favorite son. Of course. Love you so much, buddy. If you're listening. You know. But that's just the most on brand on brand Baker Mayfield thing, and then I think Colin Cowherd responded to this in one facet and was like in like in approval of like I'm glad we can agree on something or something like that, or Baker Mayfield's oh gosh, Baker Mayfield's Twitter spat with Colin Cowherd the other day, that yeah, and you know I can't remember what the context was. But Cowherd is like, well, did you at least read the rest of the article? And he's like, no, I re- react to the clips that you choose to ignore, just like you do, right? <laughs> and Colin's like, Colin's like, uh, we gotta stop coming at each other like this, buddy. And oh like, wow! I was like, I, like the quickest backpedal I've ever seen. Like that, Colin backpedaled faster than like any defensive back I've seen since like Roy Williams. Like this guy's like, oh, gonna backpedal here real quick, <laughs> like, because he is soft
0: completely soft he does this every time he interacts with baker mayfield too
1: and, and baker's not afraid to call anybody on their shit yeah and that's what i love about him
0: it's it's a funny dynamic and sure. then
1: there's images of i guess it's just the baker mayfield segment him partying with tom brady that's always a good sign of course like i was like oh you're in
0: the crew now i mean of course i hate the patriots but oh, yes, i mean I you're associating with greatness i mean
1: and he wants you like brady invited him to the trip
0: yeah, it's pretty it's neat. It's like, oh,
1: wow, like you s- he has breathed breathed life into your franchise. So I guess you can come along with this and has a chance to win the AFC North. That's cool.
0: Absolutely. He's got the personnel to do it. Let's see if it clicks. But God, Yeah,
1: that, that's, that's my fear is that, like, they have so much upside with yeah. Juice and ODB and then Chubb and then... You have upside on defense, too. Kareem I mean, they Moore. were
0: obviously a little inexperienced last year, but, I mean...
1: If you fix that offensive line, that, oh, yeah. that team wins thing. 10 games. Of course. At least. But, last thing before we get off the pod. It's going to be a shorter pod. It'll be about yeah. an hour, something minutes.
0: Game of Thrones episode 5 reactions. Surprised? Happy? Upset? A lot of the things people were upset about didn't really upset me as much. Like, I, feel I the same I, way. I didn't mind the way that Cersei and Jamie died. thought that was fine. I thought it was kind of lame, but I was like, "eh, it's okay." I mean, it, not every death has to be like this climactic, I, exactly, and not every death in Game of Thrones has been that way. I mean, it's fine. Like, but in, I was fine with the Hound in the Mountain. Yeah, that was fine cool. with that whole thing. That was cool. I wasn't okay. See, I was fine with Daenerys burning the city down and stuff like that because you could kind of see that coming. Oh, that was coming from a mile Having away. Having said that, they didn't really spend much time developing her descent into madness. Yeah, her character you know I mean? arc. She went like, from zero to 100 a little too quickly. I, I think that's true. I Chris think that's Hummer true. from 24-7, I think, put it that way. I mean, I, mean, it I was, feel like we saw it coming, but at the same time,
1: I don't think they had built the character arc enough to where correct. it would have been comfortable, like, oh, definitely.
0: I mean, there was foreshadowing, but yes. there weren't really any personality Warnings were like, there were in like the last few episodes, but it
1: should have gone on. It it was like, oh, she's a nice person and she wants to be queen and all that stuff. And then she's like, John, lie to everybody and say you're not a Targaryen. And then from there on, she was like fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, that's true. But it needed to, I mean, basically one big thing. I know that these episodes are much longer. Yeah. But the season still needed to be 10 episodes long.
1: I I 100% agree with that. Same
0: with the last season. I don't. I don't. What I don't understand. What the hell is going to happen I, I in the last episode? Yeah. How are they going to tie that up? I don't know. Well, Arya is going to kill Daenerys for one. Because yep. she's, she's on the, the, the pale last, mare.
1: She's the last one with green eyes. Yep, the pale mare true. with the you know four horsemen. That's yep. the one of death. Uh, so it's like okay, looks like she's going to be the one to kill that person because, like, or at least or, try. Or, originally, it was supposed to be oh, like, oh, t- of course she's going to kill Cersei, and it's like oh god, in the books because Danny has purple eyes mm-hmm. uh but now in the show she has green it's like oh my god she's on the pale mare the, yeah. the, the horse of like you know the horsemen of death and she's riding off and don't know if that's a horse that Bran sent if he's still playing with some sparrows in his head i don't know what the hell he's doing and then you got john snow he's like holy crap this is a
0: fucking shit show
1: and uh yeah
0: yeah john doesn't seem to approve of all of this nor does uh uh, what's his face? Uh, Davos didn't seem to approve. Davos and, and Tyrion is Tyrion, like... Tyrion, definitely not. Turns out to be like a really, really good guy. Yeah. Turned out Varys, as we all knew, was the smartest man yep. in the room the entire time. And they killed him. He sort of sealed his legacy as a top five character in the show, too. He yeah. definitely did. Great character. He was like, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Dracarys. <laughs> yeah. it's Like, oh,
1: oh yeah, that's that's about good. It's just... People that are upset, they're like, because people, like, it's really weird. I kind
0: of enjoyed the episode. See, I, I enjoyed that episode a lot more than the ones before that. I see, wasn't that I, felt. I wasn't that huge on the Battle of Winterfell. It was okay. If I turn on my it, brightness, I could see it a little better, and it was better. I mean, that was one thing about it. At the same time, it was just, and the two episodes leading up to it, I mean, I understand, you know, you're setting up to it, but it would help to have better dialogue in the right, lead up to right, it. It, right. it just wasn't very nuanced. It was like very like casual conversations like, Oh, remember this? Blah blah, blah. Like it was It's a lot of callbacks that weren't very cleverly integrated into it. I yeah, mean, I it was, it was kind of like, you can tell that they've long passed the books and that George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin didn't help too much with the dialogue, but, uh, you know, is what it is. Our uh, expectations should have been tempered after it passed mm-hmm. the books and, Honestly, like, you know, season six and seven, I think they did pretty good. Not too bad. Like, I I think, uh, you know, the Battle of the Bastards was really good. Yeah. And then the episode after that was really good. Season seven had its Mm -hmm. moments. You could see it was losing a bit of its complexity as far as uh, dialogue and stuff like that. But generally, I think they did a decent job with the hand that they were dealt with George R.R. Martin taking his long-ass time with the books. He's not going to finish it. No, he's... No, at least not this He's not going to finish the last book. I think he'll probably finish this upcoming yeah. book eventually. But like
1: people are just unsatisfied because they're they they just want you know some sort of payoff, and yeah. it's and I'm just thinking hasn't George R R Martin's main like thing when writing and the HBO guys when they're producing the show hasn't their main objective not their not their objective but one of the things that they always throw in there is that you're yeah. Almost are never satisfied with like an ending or yeah. something's Like it never goes according to what you expect or want.
0: There's some poetic justice in it, but it, there's usually there's not exactly. poetic justice.
1: So it could, like, like a lot of the stuff that's poetic justice in the most recent you know episodes, just like possibly coincidence. Whereas most of it's just like you feeling unsatisfied. Like the, the last episodes coming out the Sunday. I expect everybody to be really angry, and possibly you know, like in Missouri, they might throw another TV out the window because they might be pretty upset about what the ending is going to be like. I'm trying
0: to think of which great TV shows had really good endings. Because list is short. People are like, when
1: Sopranos ended, people are like, "What the hell just happened?" I think that one's aged
0: a little bit better, though. I think, yeah, I I think because I think people kind of understand that that's kind of a middle finger to the audience. Yeah, and people kind of respect it at this point. But like, uh. I thought the Breaking Bad last episode was pretty good. Okay. Generally. I thought, okay, the last episode itself of Mad Do you watch Mad Men? I've seen it. Okay. Have you seen the last episode, though? Seen the last okay. Episode. Well, basically, the last episode, the episode itself, not that great. The very end of it, perfect. That show is a work of art. But Breaking Bad and Mad Men Breaking don't bad have a good. whole lot of company as right. far as how great they are. Uh-huh. They did pretty well with it. Other shows, not so much. Dexter, really bad. Yep. Uh am trying to think of some other ones that didn't. A lot of shows just kind of limped to the finish in I mean, the last the, season. The producers, they, they, le- they, they
1: didn't leak it. They just basically came out and said, yeah, we're going to be drunk off our ass mm. during the last episode because we just don't. They didn't say they don't care anymore, yeah. but it's pretty much like, yeah, they're done. They don't care anymore. Yeah. But so that's, that's 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 this weekend. So, what are your plans for this coming weekend? I mean, it's Tuesday. What are your plans for Wednesday through Sunday?
0: Well, we've got Seth covering the uh, Big 12 softball. That's one th- or not Big 12 softball, the regional. Regionals, yeah. yeah, it's going to be fun because uh, I canceled Big 12 softball exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what threw me off. But, uh, yeah, that'll be cool. I think, uh, Seth's going to have a credential for that. I might request one as well so we can both be there. But, uh, That'll be a big deal. Um, weekend after that, Big Twelve baseball and the Brick. That'll We're credentialing for that, so it'll be fun. Uh, as far as plans, other than that, it's still kind of free. But a lot of big, a lot of a uh, not Big Twelve, but uh, yeah, NCA softball.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm down for that. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan. But for some reason, I can watch OU softball. Maybe it's because I know they're going to end up winning
0: in the well, end. Well, if you're not a big fan of baseball, there's probably a better chance that you would be a fan of softball because one of the things you probably don't like about baseball is the pace, right? Yeah. Okay, and softball has a quicker pace. so That's true. That's probably part of it. That. And so it's
1: also a shorter game, too. Yeah, shorter game. And you yeah, can much get shorter. run-ruled.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: And so there's like, there's a lot more hits, and there's a lot more... Actually, there's a lot more stolen bases, I guess.
0: Kind of depends. I mean, there's because a shorter that, yeah. amount of uh, space space between the bases, but there's a shorter distance to throw. So kind of kind of depends. But.
1: Also, I mean, like oh, he's really good at softball. So I guess I just watch them because I like
0: to win. It's perfect timing. Perfect timing for it as well because the sport of softball, like college softball, it's growing in yeah, popularity immensely. And right as this is happening, Oklahoma is building a dynasty. So oh, I mean, definitely,
1: it's kind of nice. So besides like the whole house thing on Friday, like I know. I'm going to go celebrate with some colleagues at Hollywood Corners. You ever been? No, I haven't. It's down in uh, Norman. It's, uh, oh man, what's that damn side street? It's off of, uh, oh crap, it's it's off of uh, Sunny Lane, something like that. Hollywood Corners, I don't know. But it's just like it's the back way to get into Norman for a game days if you're traveling down south. Or oh, it's off a of porter, but it turns into something, whatever. But it's like Toby Keith has dudes come out there and uh, have, has live, have live music,
0: and they uh, it's a lot of beer. Interesting. One other thing, the PGA Championship. Right after we record this, I'm having my draft with my friends over here at my apartment. But uh, last time I had Tiger Woods, but I still didn't win my master's pool hoping to win this time. I'm going to try to draft Tiger again. Hopefully it happens, but yeah. Do you, I mean, do you
1: think Jim Travers having a, uh, a L, uh, LGBT, draft right now. And he's going to,
0: he probably Tiger? won't take Tiger. I don't think he's a big fan. Even, you know, he did his whole thing where, Oh, I'm going to be the bigger man. And clearly behind the scenes, he wasn't, he was like trashing that lady's, uh, <laughs> their lawn for her lawn, uh, decorations or whatever. But, uh, that was quite a thing. But, uh, showed his true colors behind the scenes, but no, probably not a big fan of Tiger. Probably still. (laughs) God, he's the worst. Definitely. But
1: that is all I've got, man. You got anything else?
0: I think I'm good.
1: Alright, man. Well, hey, guys. Follow us. um, Follow the website, crimsoncreammachine.com. It's pretty great. Everything is brought to you guys by SB Nation. Follow Jack on Twitter. He's usually on the cc machine at cc machine handle if i'm not there i'm at j larry shields yes and then you can follow me comment robin at BoomtownRW. rw like we said earlier, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Google Podcast emailed us and said we're on there too. Boom. And uh, give us a five star rating on like literally any of the services or all the services and just leave a review.
0: Oh, and one other thing stay tuned for Alan Kenny's upcoming yes. podcast. We have a second podcast in our network now. Uh, Alan Kenny, you can find him at Blatant Homerism. Yep. Really good follow, very knowledgeable guy, Medill grad as he's a Medill grad, incredible with X's and O's, very good with that kind of stuff, just and just a very good like big picture college football guy, and his podcast is a bit more geared to general college football with an OU flavor to it, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a good listen for sure, and he's an experienced podcaster as well, so make sure to give that a listen later in the week for sure, definitely, Andy, you know he
1: he's one of the guys that can really have a court of a conversation with Ian Boyd and that's <laughs> one kinda, of the few <laughs> that's kind of hard to do sometimes yeah. and we appreciate I have that trouble form. with it
0: he's he's an SB Nation <laughs> guy and I yeah. have trouble with it but is what it is Ian does great things for Texas but yeah
1: oh man I love Alan's stuff yeah so anyways check that out too and just keep with us and we will check you guys later